0: I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because ugh, Rod and Karen are hot.
1: Hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Karen... And we are live on uh, Saturday morning, ready to do some feedback. Of course, this is the show where we talk about the stuff that you had to say, about the stuff that we had to say throughout the week, and uh, it's just like a big old circle jerk, and we love it, okay? Every time. Uh, (laughs) You can uh, find all the contact information for how to be a part of this in the show notes. Um, another way you can just go to like Apple Podcast and leave us five star reviews. We love those. We're gonna read the we ones we got and, and 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 hug it out. We love those. Um, the official weapon of the show is a taser, and the unofficial sport bullet ball. A bullet ball, extreme, extreme, extreme. Um, and of course, we like to start every show off the same way, and that's by on the feedback show, there are people who can give us money. They go to the com, go over to the right. They got all these options on how to. they can donate to us once, twice, three times a lady. And it's all, like, any amount that you want to donate, and we give you a shout-out um, to the choir because y'all are tithing and y'all are the ones that make this possible, you know, because if it wasn't for y'all, I don't know. We, uh, <laughs> uh, we wouldn't have a show because the first thing we ever had on this show was like donations before we even had premium or anything.
2: Y'all like food. Today's
1: a new day. That's right. New day. New pay, all right. Uh, we got Annie P with the donation. recurring donation. Thank you very much, Annie P, Tom WJ, Michael S, Dana R, uh, Nicholas Z, Laura E, Noel W, Jane M, Bomani Jones. I know him, uh, Sonia B, <laughs> Pete B. I met, I think I met him and his wife. Um, uh, Ricky A. Pretty Ricky with the collar. Johanna M. Douglas R. David from Brooklyn. Kavis D. And lastly, Laura F. Thank you everybody that took the time out and the money out, you know, to hook us up and and put some in our in our coffers so we can get that new air conditioner instead of these MLK fans. We appreciate y'all. Ooh, all right
2: Yeah, we we done upgraded Uh, Our pews now have uh, cushions in them now Mm -hmm. So we ain't got to complain about your back's hurting no more
1: Uh, Five star reviews on Apple Podcast We got two of them um love the show this is from picante jenkins
2: oh shit okay that
1: that that's
2: in the same family as pico de gallo
1: (laughs) pico de gallo jenkins they cool too right (laughs) yeah y'all are cousins uh picante jenkins is uh like the same the same family as the Hot Sauce that played in um, the N1 League. Uh, Hot Sauce Jenkins is his last name, too. Uh, love the show. I learn and laugh so much listening to the show. Thanks, Rod and Karen. Thank you, Picante Ooh. Jenkins. Just want to sprinkle you over everything. Yes! I put that shit on everything. I just want to eat you with a spoon. Yes, um, dude. Uh, always a good time. This is from Calistar72. says, Rod and Karen keep me informed and laughing out loud for real. Paying for premium is worth it, everyone. With five exclamation points. So you know Calistar72 meant that shit. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, And uh, yeah, I like to think our premium is worth it. We did some premium shows this week. Um, we, did. we did a movie review for... Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, We did uh, Quantum uh, Mania. We did... uh, I did two solo movie reviews. We did a sports show. We did the pregame. I mean, this is with me being in New York. This is with me writing on a television show. This is with Karen having a full-time job as well. Like, we we still put our foot in that premium every week, even with the situation the way it is now. So... Uh, yeah, those who pay for it, those who sign up, thank you, because it means a lot to us, and if you listen on Anchor and Spotify, you sign up for the, like, just a tip, where you get one premium, it's random, but one premium show per week in your feed. Uh, We've never missed a week, and we've never gotten a complaint, man, so, you know, thank y'all that do that. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, All right, Uh, that's it for the five-star reviews. Um, And now it's time to get into your comments and stuff on the episode um, that, you know, throughout the week on our website, you can leave comments on um, the, 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 actually, no, they took down the anchor comments thing. So the Q&A is gone.
2: Why they take
1: it down? I don't know. You know, it's beyond, it's above me. But it's gone. I noticed that when I po- posted episodes this week, I couldn't do q and A Q&A anymore, guys. So mm. you actually can't Oh, I like leave, that. That's the best part. You actually can't. You can vote in the poll still, but you can't leave comments there. But you can leave comments on our YouTube channel. Okay. Um, and like and I said, and on site. And I yeah, I said that one first. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, let's get into that segment. Boo. I don't know who made who be making these decisions. comments on the website
2: Ooh, were we the only people with us and the tip was the only people using it was like that's not enough to keep it alive I don't know I enjoyed that
1: that sounds about right uh, episode 26 <laughs>
2: know, it was like it's not enough to keep it alive episode
1: 2674 to be or not to be was the title and we got three comments Appia from Germany says I live in Germany what hold up you have been living in Germany this whole time have you? You didn't even tell us <laughs> um, and I live in Germany was born in Poland I'm not a fan of either of the typical foods and that's a lot because I'm not a big meat eater I like pierogi with mushrooms and sauerkraut that is a Polish dish um, and from German potato dishes Oh, I didn't know sauerkraut was Polish I always assumed it was German I learned something new today uh, when German culture is shown, if it's not something Nazi-related, it's Oktoberfest or din- with dental and sausage. I don't know what dinner is. It's mm. not, it doesn't have an appropriate amount of vowels for, to me. Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think, and I don't think I probably know what a pierogi is. I've heard of it, but, I was, it, but if you tell me, I'm like, sa- who? I think What's it's
1: that? a type of sa- sausage. I think it's a type okay. of sausage. But Oktoberfest is something from Bavaria. It is a part of southern Germany and is of is U.S. culture. And it's as if U.S. culture would only be known as cowboy and rodeo stuff from Texas. But I gladly take it over to Nazi stuff. So, okay, yeah, I think that's a good deal. You know, it's better than Nazi stuff. I We agree. A good trade-off. I have family members at different stages of social involvement. It's not my fault. I say stuff, but can't always argue to the max. Side effects. When a drug hits the market, you can't imagine how seriously the side effects are taken. To the level you might feel called religious, I have to report every side effect, no matter how ridiculous, in 24 hours. Oh, so somebody... It's like, my toes was jiggling. You like, well, got to put jiggle toes in the, in the (laughs) ass.
2: Everything. (laughs) My ears is twitching. What? Apparently ears twitch, y'all.
1: And it just, they're like, siphon deal may cause ear twitching, toe jiggling.
2: And that's how, that's why that
1: part be so long. You got to report everything. That part
2: be so fucking, if one person said, they caught it, you got to put it in the infomercial.
1: Yep. Booty itch. Bleeding out your face. (laughs) <laughs> um, like my patient thinks the heart drug Might change, might have changed his hair To slightly more curly For example It is to the level of an obsessive brain But I think it was different in the past Wow That's crazy
3: mm-hmm.
1: So the Drugs are at, at once Not as dangerous as we think Because they have to report every kind of side effect But then also it Probably have a balancing out thing of where it's like how could you take too many other things seriously in the first place if they're like might cause you know i'm saying like if all if if it could be anything i wonder how they measure out which ones to take more serious and which ones to be like it's not the curly hair one don't don't put that one (laughs)
2: this is my hypothesis probably going okay if out of all these people eight, 10% say, you know, their ears twitch. Hey, we might need to take this seriously. Mm. But if we only got this one lonely person, <laughs> we, we can't take the ear twitching seriously. Like, you mm. know, if enough of y'all say it is a problem, okay. You know, because some stuff you be like, well, how did that get on there? You'd be like, oh, you had enough people in the totality for them to be like, this is significant enough and affects enough people for it to be a problem.
1: That makes sense. Uh, your tune day says not Nollywood catching strays, but you're right. As a Nigerian, I can agree that Nollywood movies need work, but I still love it. Oh yeah, I'm not saying you can't love it, but come on, man, the Nollywood and the two B—that's y'all yeah, be taking <laughs> they a lot of liberties. They, they,
2: they neck and neck.
1: They on each other's necks.
2: I clear they on each other's neck because <laughs> I, I still haven't seen what was that movie that um, came out that that N R R. It's it's. I forgot
1: R, the name. The the R R R one? Or you know, one on,
2: yes, yes. Okay. I wanna see
1: that one because on Netflix.
2: okay. Everybody talks about it and I was like, every time I look at it, I look at the length, I was like, but it's so long.
1: Yeah, me too. But um that's Bollywood, not Nollywood. Oh, my bad. N- yeah, Nollywood is Nigerian Hollywood. Ah, and, okay. Uh, yeah, they, they got they got some tube them and Tubi is they,
2: it's neck and neck because sometimes uh, some of those get on Twitter, and you will be like, "Oh, what's this?" Then you get to look, and you be like, "Oh, okay." Right?
1: <laughs> uh, do you watch movies on Tubi? Yes or no? Thirty-nine percent of our audience, yes; sixty-two percent, no. Um, mm, it's a
2: lot. It's, it's a lot of people going down that Tubi rabbit hole just in one of them, just to be suggesting shit. But like, just what the fuck is that? No, I, you know, ain't nobody watching that.
1: Well, that's the broke people on the website, but on Spotify, where the dollars is high, uh, it is twenty three percent yes, seventy seven percent no. Because people with money don't have time for that. They don't need that level of oh, poverty shit. in their lives, so they don't watch that.
2: <laughs> they was they was like we we go past the the free shit.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's the polls, and then let's see if there's any comments on our YouTube uh for this one. Oh. Uh, Oh, this is... Okay, someone just says... Sayida says, Wow, Rod, congratulations. I think talking about the possibility that, you know, I can have something submitted to be considered for Emmy. So, <laughs> there's a lot of steps, guys. a but war for me. You know you, what? You, my, my I will
2: make my ass a t-shirt. I was on the list to almost be nominated. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that.
1: Maybe I will make a t-shirt. Um... But those are the comments and the poll. Um, Let's go to the next show, which is 2675. I never liked him. Uh, We got four (laughs) comments. Three of them are from Appia, who says, there's absolutely data that even a mild or moderate cases of COVID can hurt your heart. And I know it's... Because and I know it because our latest official statement on this topic, as a company, says so. I think I have good data on this. We had COVID one year ago, and I think luckily recover complete co- recovered completely. But not everyone is so lucky. Um, I know I'm very surprised that we didn't get it again last year. By the way, I was so happy that you dropped the episode at that time. I had I have to work tomorrow, so I came back home, and Mr. Appiah has a day off tomorrow. He stayed one more day with the kids at his mother's house. Now I'm hanging with our new rescue dog in our bedroom and listen, I'm feeling pretty good. Oh, I'm glad oh, you're feeling good, Appia. Mean.
2: Yeah, and that's the thing about it. Nobody knows. It's like a roll of the dice. Nobody knows how it's going to affect them until that shit get in your body and you be like, "Oh, I'm the one, I, I I'm that one to two to five percent,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know." But you don't know until.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's just. We don't even know what the percentage is for a lot of it, but um, one of the reasons, one of the only reasons that I know that you know COVID affects people's hearts and it's at a, such a high percentage, and I, the latest thing I say, saw said like unvaccinated people particularly, but you know who knows? I had to see more evidence and research on that, but but it mm-hmm. but it would jive. It obviously would make sense. But anyway, um, the thing is like. Um, We know that if you're unvaccinated and you get COVID, it affects your heart. It can affect your heart tremendously. And then people who are vaccinated, um, they may get COVID, but it has less of an effect. uh, So from, like I said, early studies on their heart um, and uh, the risk of the vaccine doing something to your heart is infinitesimally infinitesimally anyway it is much smaller uh it is much 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 smaller than getting COVID and it affecting your heart you know what I'm saying like they'll take like the 0. 0.001% of people that might have an issue with a vaccine and be like this is the reason not to get the vaccine but they'll never say the much higher percentage of people having heart uh, conditions and shit after having COVID is a reason to get vaccinated it's just weird
2: yeah and also um with this stuff You know, people have um, allergic reactions to a lot of common shots and they've actually made like alternatives to like some people allergic to eggs and all types of shit. So if they don't, it wouldn't be surprising if they don't are are working on an alternative shot to be like, hey, you can't take this one. You know what? We got one. Well, that's
1: what I'm saying. Even it's not even an alternative shot thing. You know, it's like myocarditis is what they always try to bring up, bring up. But mm. you're actually much more likely to get myocarditis from the being unvaccinated and getting COVID, or just from getting COVID, period. Right, so the argument makes no sense. Yeah, they'll take a much smaller percentage of people who get myocarditis from the shot and be like, don't get the shot. But mm-hmm. all the, they'll never say, don't get COVID. They're like, our bodies can handle it. It's, it's so crazy.
2: <laughs> it don't make sense. Run Your out. argument is stupid.
1: Runner Raphael says, I look good, I feel good, I make love good. Aha! Somebody mixed that up with chicken, chicken, chicken song so I can make it my new ringtone. I'm ready to bring back the funk. See, just like the brother Kane, I saw the end of the NFTs before everyone. Embrace the funk dynasty. (laughs) Uh, The poll was, have you gotten any extra COVID vaccine shots on the low?
2: Mm. okay, okay, I'm with you.
1: Yes or no? 16% yes, 84% no.
2: No, I didn't go on the low. I just walked my ass in there and got a shot. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't do it nothing low about me.
1: I got got mine on the low, because I definitely lied. And I still think you probably weren't supposed to get your shot, but they gave it to you anyway.
2: (laughs) Well, bitch, they gave it to me, and I went quiet, so it ain't the low. Mm -hmm. I I went sneaking in the back door. I walked my ass, round up in the front. It was like ticket, please. They was I like, walked okay. in the
1: front too, but I got it by surreptitious means. I say it's, I say it's on the low. Um, Spotify: the poll was uh, the same question. Yes, twenty three percent got it on the low, compared to sixteen percent. See, these people got money, so they probably got it on the low, like by flying a doctor out to Canada or something. Uh, and seventy seven percent said no uh all right let's go to
2: to be in the back rooms
1: (laughs) let's go to the youtube comments to see if there's anything for this one so oh yeah Sayida says i liked y'all when i first saw y'all so i'm a good person i appreciate you Sayida, um because you know the title of the show is i never liked them so she liked us (laughs) she just knew sometimes people just know uh (laughs) the last episode of the week was 2676 cocaine dot com. Uh we had five comments. Ramsey D. Jenkins says between Big Groove, Harry's Music, Technical Difficulties, and Mail Order Cocaine, five stars. Thank you, Ramsey D. Jenkins. And I gotta say, man, it's been a couple days since this episode and we talked about Big Groove. And in that time, I have seen a new video. It's a it's an old video, it's new to me. And it's from uh it's from halloween and he dressed as donkey kong for halloween and so people were sending me or showing me this video like nah man even this you still don't think he a coon and it was just funny to me because i was like first because obviously it's the same thing as the watermelon picture out of context it's they're purposely picking the one video to be like, this is all he do. But uh, when I seen the video, I I will had to go investigate and go to his his timeline or whatever on TikTok to be like, Yeah, what? Why did you do this one? Cause it happened after I was like a detective, like a coon detective. I was like, all right, so he changed his name to Big Groove, which means that it happened after um he had uh if his name was Big Groove, it's after he had changed his name, so that meant he had heard the Grooving Gorilla critique and was like, "Oh yeah, Big. Okay, I'm gonna switch it back to Big Groove. I mean, I'm gonna switch it to Big Groove, so I don't want to be racist." Um, so I was like, "Damn, he still did the monkey thing." But then on his timeline, you could see it was October. Uh, it was in uh, the late October, and it was like, "This is my gonna. This is for Halloween." And it was also the red silhouette challenge, which or the silhouette challenge thing, which of course, of course, his corny ass would do both. It like it's so corny, <laughs> but he ends up um posting the video and saying it's for Halloween. So I was like, oh, I guess if it's for Halloween, I mean, that's not really him cooning. That's just uh,
2: and and, there, and a lot of people was doing that. Uh, yeah. silhouette
1: challenge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I was like. You know, not to be a coonologist, but I was like, okay, this seemed like <laughs> it seemed right. like it's not what y'all said. But then I zoomed in even more and was like, wait, October 22nd? I mean, that's like nine days before Halloween. Y'all you previewing your Halloween costume so far in advance, nigga? So a lot of people do. I, I know. I but this is I'm saying this is how deep I was involved in this. <laughs> I've become the coon detective. I'm trying to get to the bottom. I'm the investigation coon it. I'm trying to get to the bottom of what's happening with these coons out here. So I'm I'm in too deep. I'm 25 coons deep in in uh Black History Month. I think I'm starting to see Coons everywhere. This <laughs> It's like the end of a gritty detective <laughs> uh Pulp Fiction novel. I can't everywhere I look, I see coons. Oh, no. <laughs> But <laughs> about
2: it. have you ever woke up in the middle of a sweat? Yeah. <laughs> and all you thought about was coons.
1: Uh, but yeah, I, I just feel like I'm in a black and white, gritty detective movie about coons, you know. And she walked. Legs that went all the way to the top, and a face painted in black. It was a <laughs> <her> darkest tw- story. <laughs> 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 all right. Um Ronan Raphael says, I did not know that I needed a podcast where Karen narrates the journey of her getting concert tickets, but I did, and I'm here for it. Switching oh. to T'Challa voice, give this woman a podcast and don't <laughs> tell me nothing. I don't know the don't tell me nothing. Uh, that's the similar joy that I feel every time I get New York uh, Comic Con tickets. Yes. now yeah, that
2: it's probably hard to get too.
1: Now that cocaine woman won my prize of the week, Oh, now that cocaine woman won my prize. I thought it was like a new movie, like Cocaine Bear. Uh, now right. that <laughs> now that cocaine woman won my prize of the week. Does a universe where she receives hers support local entrepreneur? Uh, I guess so. I mean, just I support them, and she support the local post office, apparently, because she should have mailed that <laughs> shit by courier. Uh, Ramsey wow. D. Genius says, P.S. Karen's Renaissance ticket journey was everything. Uh, Appia says, have fun, Karen. It's great to feel such joy. I hope you will have the best time. Shree83 says, oh, my God, Karen, I had so much fun listening to the Beyonce story. I'm going to be at BOA Stadium to see Beyonce, too. If I see you guys, I promise to play it cool. Um, and then the poll was Big Groove. Annoying, cooning, entertaining, or I don't care. Karen? The truth,
2: I actually don't care. But it okay. is entertaining. Okay. Like I like 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 I look and I go okay like literally every single time I see him I go okay and I just keep strolling like too, literally yeah. I didn't even know his name changed I didn't
1: know none of that I was like okay this some big nigga everybody mad about and I'll just keep going. The videos are just so stupid they make me laugh but not in a good way I I'm like and maybe he knows like he's selling cringe you know like like the feeling of cringing. <laughs> but it, I don't know, it's funny to me like every time, he, I've just seen a video, like it's starting to put it in my algorithm on TikTok and I'll see like him eating just a big ass bite of cheesecake for no fucking reason and then just dancing all in the camera and shit and I'm just like, I mean he found his niches. people will watch him do this forever, yep. but I don't know, there's something about it that I, I'm not, it's not that cooning for me it's the hypocrisy from all these people that love this performative bullshit from everybody but this big, strong black man. It's just very everybody weird, just you know?
2: Anytime you record yourself, it is performative. I anytime. feel like if
1: he would have been, like, beating people up, like, Kimbo Slice or something or just whatever, or, like, that dude that walked around, like, I'm Tyrone, I'm about to the field, steal your bitch or whatever. I feel like in a weird way they would have accepted that, to me, that – that can be getting into some like problematic racial stereotypes but it's interesting i think they would have supported that more than they support him doing this goofy shit because he does goofy shit but then they pick the three times that they that you can take out of context of all the other times and be like now if you only look at these three he's eating watermelon he's uh, He's
2: done hundreds of videos, literally By now, I know hundreds of these little videos. So, what are we talking about here? Yeah,
1: but but I'm just saying it, it's not about even defending that. I'm just saying he, it, they can't see that by sharing only that and going back and forth and whipping each other into a rage that they're falling into the same bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, because to me, it's it's like if I had to vote, I'd say he is annoying. I think it's on purpose, but I'm entertained by his annoyingness, right? But like if I was in one of these places, I'd be like, Oh, here this nigga go. Like, like like I'm not I wouldn't be I wouldn't be like, I'm gonna beat it. Like I my friends like Justin and Don, we be texting and they be like, I'll beat his ass and all this shit. And I'm like, first of all, you not beating this big nigga ass. Come on now. Mm-hmm. so what, the ancestors gonna guide your hands? Like nigga. You to, you're gonna get beat up by this nigga. He gonna start dancing and eating chicken and shit. And you gonna right.
2: And ain't nobody listen. gonna hear the music. Stop that bullshit. Like I said, <laughs> I don't want anybody to make me that mad. That I don't want, I've learned nobody's presence is going to make me that uh, upset. Like it ain't that important. And I know uh, for me, and knowing the, the way my mind ticks, uh, he walk in the room. Honey, I be I'm gonna be too is busy eating my. Um, salmon uh caesar saddle or some shit and be like what why am i looking who this nigga and i'll be like oh that's that nigga on tiktok and i'm gonna keep trucking
1: it yeah i think if i saw him i would start smiling because i'll be like oh yes he about to do it in my restaurant i hope i hope they get me in the background laughing but um anyway the point being though like they're just as much being whipped up into a frenzy and i find it interesting because these are the tenants of this performative like black boy joy movement that a lot of shit you know big niggas frolicking in the field was acceptable Ding. that was adorable big nigga, big nigga, nigga dancing adorable. big nigga dancing in the mall not acceptable but if he was like a little nigga dancing in the mall they'd be like yeah that's acceptable it's it's funny that they won't examine their own stereotypes and biases and what that really says about performative shit and, and anti-blackness uh-huh. yeah. nobody want to yeah. go that wow. deep so it's just like this nigga coon turn him off He making me uncomfortable
2: that's what it boils down to. He making me uncomfortable. That's what it boils down to. And so, like you said, a foundation. Now, what are you trying to say? You have to be a certain body type, a certain body size. You have to be a certain image. Look nobody certain want, nobody wants to. Are pre-approved.
1: Nobody wants to examine why they feel that way. Right. Nobody. Because they watch other people do different. It's like when people get. Well, people somehow get very annoyed by Lizzo, but never want to examine like too deep down why. It's just like, cause she be doing right. too much? Or they go to the one time like, oh, she she wore a thong. I would have said that about anybody. I'm like, okay, well, you that was, know. you know, there's other people that have done shit. You know, Yana walks around braless. We we just all go titties and then we move on. But okay,
2: right. That's why I was I was like, everybody knows that that's not true. Yeah,
1: it was it was about me and, being sanitary. Not, not anything else. Okay. Um, right. but yeah, I, I feel like, you. I feel like that's kind of the same thing with him where it's like, no one wants to drill down too far into it. I, I, I think it's, it's fine to just be annoyed by it or something. I think he's selling annoyance. He's selling cringe, yes, it is. but I think adding the, the bigger and broader strokes to it, it may it, when your argument doesn't hold up, I think there's something to be said to that. Like, when you call, like, you know what a minstrel is? You know what a coon is? Those were characters that did that shit all the time. It's what they were known for. Mm -hmm. It it was the point, you know? Like, blackface as a point. It was, you went to a TV show, you saw some blackface. If you go to that dude's channel and 99% of his videos are not the shit that you're talking about, that's not the same to me. I feel like right. the case, I it's feel like just, people just like, wasted that word in that case, where it's just like, right? I should have went to his channel and seen this nigga uh, eating chicken, watermelons, uh, and 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 a bunch of other shit before I even crossed my mind. Like, oh, that's all he do. But it, if I gotta keep, and like I said, if most of y'all haven't done this because y'all've only seen it through social media, if at all, or heard it on this podcast. If you go to his page, start scrolling and start looking for the problematic ones amongst the other ones. It's a lot of work because it's just fucking... This, first of all, this nigga think everything requires a goddamn video and a dance. I like He's just like... He, he's uh, of that
2: generation.
1: Yeah, I'm not. Stump my foot on the bed, and he's just dancing, squeaking and shit. And you know, mm-hmm. just, hell my goodness, I went to the gym today, <laughs> dancing, squeaking like.
2: And if, if anything, he he probably knowing the family members that have to like live around him, going nigga, you know what I'm saying? But but most of us don't have to deal with the everyday recording of them goddamn videos.
1: But yeah, I just kept scrolling and was like, I can't like this is not his his stick. It's y'all picked some bad ones to be like? If you didn't know nothing else about this man, you know. And, I, and it just bumps up against my whole like any other time y'all love these weirdos mm-hmm. any other time y'all love a fucking weirdo a nigga that dance all the time turning the camera at yourself to dance motherfuckers uh <laughs> motherfuckers like acting inappropriately in the in, in places y'all y'all start pulling out the motherfucking uh respectability politics shield whenever like, people like you know, when a, let a black bar or a black brunch place be like, guys, no more these clothes, the clothes he wears. No more dancing. No more viral videos. Please stop, you know, slapping people with your ass at the table. And people are like, goddamn respectability. This is why we can't have nothing.
2: That's why I don't pay them no attention. You don't even really know what you want. Like, you yeah. you, you. you because of the way my mind ticks, you're fucking confusing to me. You say one thing, you get that thing, you don't want it, you, you say something else, the line always move. I'm like, you know what, that's that's why for me, for me, and this is probably why I'm not designed for certain things. I, I go, oh, fuck all y'all. Like, I'm just the fuck all y'all because you don't make no goddamn sense.
1: Yeah, I think it's just, it's, it's, it's entertaining to me because it's just, people can't see any level of connection to those two Mm -hmm. diametrically opposed ideas but we participate in those you know people Mm -hmm. love like that's one of the things that's funny about tiktok people get mad at the fucking white people on tiktok because they blow up and the black people don't blow up even when the black people invent Mm -hmm. some of the trends and stuff and Mm -hmm. i'm saying intrinsically within that system you are admitting if you've ever been upset by that you are admitting that putting shit on tiktok is low-key gonna end up being for white people, even as we deny it, even as we're like, these black creators need to get their props. What is, you know, change the algorithm, you know, Jimmy Kimmel put the black people on TV, you know, that kind of thing. So we're fundamentally admitting that it's built into the platform, but it's only when like Big Groove or someone you're not comfortable with blows up that it becomes like cooning and for white people. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's just interesting that to see those things. I can't not see those things. And we do this show and it's kind of about how our brains work and what we think. And mm-hmm. um those are just some of the connections I made with it. But ultimately, I find the backlash to him to be more, inner, more interesting than him. I don't think he's a very interesting person. I think he doesn't have views he doesn't do a lot of discussion of anything we and i do. think it's on... i know
2: his opinion on a motherfucking thing. well he, he's
1: done good guests on podcasts and stuff i saw some stuff but he doesn't say anything on purpose right. i think i think uh not to disrespect the dude but he just doesn't seem to want to be intellectually engaging and the thing that he knows is that he can get attention from being inappropriately dancing all sassy in public and and he's happy with just getting that attention and whatever it takes to get it. I was expecting to go on this page and maybe see that once black people called him out, that maybe he start trolling black people because that would be some cooning. And I did, even then, it's like he just is thankful that the algorithm is putting him on people's pages um, in the most like, you know, 2023 social media bullshit of all time It's just... As long as I got your ear, you know, as long as I got your eyes even, not even your ear, I don't want to make you think. As long as you're looking at me, this is good, you know, and that's what right. it seemed and like that- his formula was.
2: Yeah, and truthfully, that's the key. Like, honestly, like, he found the key, and everybody's getting mad that he found the key, the same key that other people are doing too.
1: Yeah, it's just interesting. I, like I said, I don't get bothered by the people um, who are annoyed by him, but it's just the coon point hasn't really been proven it's just a vibe (laughs) (laughs) yeah
3: which i I
1: understand but it but we could like just admit that it's a vibe it's not really any proof like he doesn't even talk you know like in a way that's supposed to be like i'm mocking blackness but people don't know i think people just say certain words and don't really know what it means anyway um that's enough of that conversation that was very long sorry about that everyone Um, (laughs) why it's our show you right you're right I'm not sorry about that um, mm-hmm. but uh yeah the, 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 we got some comments on this one little black book 91 says good looking out on the big Groove segment thank you and Harmon says I love Karen's enthusiasm um so you just said congratulations on the Beyonce take us Karen. And Carrie Moon once says, gave the episode a second listen to bask in the shared joy of Karen's excitement getting tickets. It's the little joys that count, and anything that can make your day brighter amidst all the madness going on right now deserves multiple listens. That being said, my soul sister, I got blessed with two as well. And it will always be my first ever B concert as it will also be my first ever B concert as well. I literally I literally did the same things that Karen described cheering at the phone as I counted it counted down to me and had my card details pre-saved on Ticketmaster the day I got the invite and didn't mess around once I opened it opened up for me quickly snapping up where I wanted to be. I will be getting my whole life in Detroit in July and on the and the devil only the devil can stop me from being there. Even then, Mike had to snap his neck like Lil Nas X because what he not going to do is come between me and, and join the queen in person. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. Let's go. We love to see it. Um, yeah, our, we do. That's all the comments and post stuff for the website. Um, we have some voicemails. I actually think we have quite a few voicemails.
3: Oh um, snap.
1: Let's so, go. voicemails. So, yeah, let me play some music. So the voicemail while well, the voicemails uh love. Voicemail time, uh, 704-557-0186, the voicemail line. Uh, make sure there are two minutes or less or you're going to get cut off. Uh, the first voicemail is from Nikki um, from Sunday.
0: Hey, Rod. Hey, Karen. Listening uh, to Sunday's show, talking about Chris Brown. Uh, Rod, I'm with you. I am um, not. I don't agree with what Chris Brown does, but at the same time, I don't pay that man no attention but I look up and down my timeline, and it's always divided. Like, I have family, friends who still go to Chris Brown concerts. I didn't even know the man still tours or anything, because I just don't listen. Partly, I, it's a faux cop for me, because I just don't listen to his music. Not, you know, used to because of Rihanna, now just because I just don't seek it. And then, you know, I have the other people, when he made that post, talking about fuck y'all and all that. Oh well, fuck him forever. I'm like, oh, okay. I you know, at this point it is what it is. And I am a black woman and everyone I know who goes to the Chris Brown concerts is black, exception of my one friend Carlotta. Very, very black adjacent. Only days black dudes been known in my whole life. <laughs> Anywho, but they love them. A Chris Brown, Chris Brown sells out. Didn't even know that. And it's like how you said, where people are not mad at Haley, they're gonna be mad at Chris Brown. It's the same thing with Beyonce. Yes, I got Beyonce tickets. I'll be seeing her in Inglewood, California, September 2nd. (laughs) People don't like Jay-Z because the Lemonade album, but they love Beyonce and they're mad at Jay-Z. And it's like, well, why are you mad at Jay-Z? She's not mad at Jay-Z. They're still lovingly together, but there's people in certain podcasts I listen to who will shit on Jay-Z to this day because he cheated on Beyonce, but they love Beyonce. Beyonce can do no wrong, but it's like, but then why do you hate her husband? She forgave him. So it's always interesting that social media aspect of these quote-unquote boycotts of people and you don't want to be mad at a
1: black woman. So you'll be mad at that right. black man. Um, no, she got cut off, but yeah, that's listen, that's, that's on point. I think, um, like I said, whichever Bailey sister or Chloe or Haley, whichever one worked with him. I just saw the video today on my feed on Instagram. And like, if you see the video, it's very purposeful, like sexual, chemistry and stuff between them in the video like it's not a mm,
3: it's not mm, an accident yeah.
1: she wants to be seen as a bad girl more of
3: an adult more right. of an
1: adult and nothing mm-hmm. sometimes the thing is very kind of low-key manufactured but um yeah. whether it's her people whoever decide maybe it's her desire to be seen as like the bad girl and the sexy yeah, girl a,
2: she right and a sexual being right yeah
1: in this video she like like gets close like they're gonna kiss and then it you know switches to her dancing and stuff but the point being she wants that she wants Mm -hmm. what comes with chris brown she wants to be associated with that conversation whether it's y'all being like i can't believe this whether it's just us putting her in the same breath as rihanna you know whatever it is it's a purposeful thing and i think what will happen is that people want to say like it's this is hap- like someone's either like he jumped on her song unsolicited and made her make this song. It's like, no, it's just you don't want to accept that she don't agree with you that he's untouchable. You know, the other thing it made me think about is this. Um, and I feel the same thing is happening with this J.K. Rowling thing. But Nikki's call allowed me to be able to put it together in my head to articulate it. Not that it's the most profound thing in the world, but. It's kind of like the way people hate Kanye um, and this thing with Chris Brown, this thing with um um th- that happens with um uh Harry Potter you you're hurt because you want to love it right. That's what it is, and so you have to constantly express like a level of rage that is like you know so much spite to i think to subconsciously remind yourself that you are not to love this thing because something deep down inside of you loves things like this you know chris brown is the kind of thing that black women been loving since they were girls you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. like you know since boy bands and shit you know the even the idea of the bad boy is something that is like you know ingrained to like we should like this you know even men should identify with the like Chris Brown is the cool bad boy kind of thing you know we love Bobby Brown for being the bad boy R&B even though he could he wasn't the strongest singer um so I think maybe there's something subconsciously where I have to boldly hate this person and remind it every single time because if not I'll weaken and, and, and forget and actually might tap in and like something he did or listen to something or something like that. And I think the same thing is happening with the Harry Potter thing. I think there's a bunch of people who are in community with other people and their their friends are going out to play this game that's a community-based game. And if you've been openly not fucking with uh, Harry Potter properties or you know just not fucking with J.K. Rowling because of their transphobia and stuff – If you've been doing that, it's got to hurt to see your friends go play it to see. That That
2: shit sold like 12 million copies in like three fucking days. So somebody buying that shit.
1: Yeah, it's got to hurt to see so many people that are still in that universe. Or maybe you're in that universe yourself. And now, you know, you've made this a big part of your personality and your online stances. You can't. It's got to hurt that you got to sit it out. You probably want to play it more than a lot of people but you know you it, it becomes a principal thing of like I'm not I'm giving this thing up because I feel that this person is wrong or bad and I wonder if like the vitriol comes out because people are so hurt not not necessarily so um not even that mad you know it's like how if you go to if someone's like trying not to drink sometimes they can be overly aggressive with like they don't want you to drink they don't you know, oh, it's alcohol at this party? I don't know. You know, and you're like, oh, because you need to feel that way to make sure you don't do it anymore. And so, I, anyway, it made me think about that.
2: Yeah, and, and uh, while you think, while you're talking about it, It it it's kind of a connection, but it's kind of not. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the way I felt when uh, Trump won the election. I was very angry and I was very upset because something that I loved betrayed me. And it was very hurtful. So I had to go super hard because of the hurt and because of the pain. And I had to make it be known that I didn't fuck with, fuck with that. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't fuck with that. And and I had to get to the foundation of, you know, I live in a country that, that um, betrayed me. And that's a very hard thing to reconcile. So for a lot of people, this is the product that they love and the creator betrayed them. Right, And that's very, very hard to piece that together. And for some people, it's very hard for them to come at a place of peace with it and say it is what it is and learn that I've drawn my lines, but I can't make everybody else follow the lines and the rules and regulations that I made for myself. Everybody has their own ways. There are some people that says, I'm still going to buy the properties. I'm still going to buy that shit because I love what they created, but it's going to be fuck them all day long. And some people have made that decision and they have the right to make that decision. And a lot of people that have stood on these high horses are like something's wrong with you and you have betrayed. They haven't betrayed anything. You feel like they betrayed you because you have put this hard line in the sand and you felt like anybody that crossed the line, they've gone to the other side. I hate to break it to you. Let me tell you something. You haven't made a motherfucking dime off of anything that JK Rowling sold or didn't side side or anything like that. It's something that they created that you like and you love, which is fine. But at at the root of it, you're not making any money for supporting it and you're not making any money for not supporting it. You know, you're like you personally, no money is exchanging or going in and out of your pocket. I do understand people's stances. I do understand why they go so hard. I'm not knocking that. All I'm saying is the anger that you have in you spews out on everybody else and nobody anywhere can consume, touch, or be around it with you at all times. You, and a lot of times you make yourself unfun and unenjoyable to be around when, people, when you're like that. Nobody wants to be bothered with that.
1: I think it's just something I've said on the show a few times, but anger is sad with no place to go, you know? And I think that's what I'm getting to is like, I think people are so mad at stuff like Chris Brown, Harry Potter whatever i think it's because they're sad i don't think they even want to admit it but they're just very very hurt because something about expressing that level of hurt that is really authentic and not not performative but the the kind of hurt we don't like to admit we have inside of us but i think a lot of people are hurt that one of their favorite creators who created one of their favorite worlds just didn't just turn out to be disappointing but like you know uh intentionally disappointing the people and i think right they're so hurt man and i think chris brown is one of those people too that there's a lot of people around our age who would have loved if he never put his hands on rihanna but did everything else he's ever done including stalky karuchi tran uh or you know uh her having to get a restraining order against him mm-hmm. if 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 he had done all that stuff but not hit Rihanna, there's a lot of people who would have been making excuses and being fans of his. You yes. know? So I think it's one of those things where, because we've loved an excused before, is what I'm saying. Not because they support those things, but because we've done the thing of like, I'm a big fan of such and such. They did something fucked up. I don't know. What I mean, was it really that fucked up? That we would have been still doing that, but he hit a very famous woman that people love. And so it just it's never gonna go away. But I find it interesting how much vitriol it is for him specifically, even after years of kind of being boring. Like the Karuji trans stuff has been a few years ago now, you know. So it is definitely like he's low key not been doing much lately, you know. Um, like regular bad boy shit, like get kicked out of club or, you know, something like noise ordinance or some shit, but not like put your hands on somebody's stuff Um, right. for the most part. And I think, you know, that, that, that goes viral that people remember, but I just think you have to be angry at them to remember not to love them you know, because he's he's cool bad boy that can dance and he's of our generation. He's very popular and there's still a lot of black people that do support him and you got to remind yourself I'm not like those blacks. I'm not going over there to support mm-hmm. this motherfucker. And so you get almost angrier than you would be just to, as a as a intentional reminder to yourself.
2: Right. And you start copping pleas and things because at the end of the day, you do love this thing. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and like you said, it's the sadness that that, that enrages the anger, you know, it's like you're sad, so that sad, like I say it has no where to go, so it turns into anger, and mm-hmm. back to what I said before, I was sad, I was sad that, that I was let down by my country, I was sad by the voters, I was hurt, I was distraught, and all that did was turn around and turn into like a fueling flame. You know because i love this country and so it, it, you know it, it's a mind like you know people won't admit that but that shit is a mind and unless you are really willing to get to the foundation and the root of the problem of why you're angry and why you're mad and shit like that you're gonna forever be enraged and um not trying to be funny the body is not built <laughs> to stay enraged all of the time it's just not built for that there has to be a balance you can still be mad and upset You can still be stern about it. But, you know, just to be in that constant uh, level of enragement is not healthy.
1: Yeah. I think we're having kind of two different conversations about the same thing. But I I understand what you're saying. And I do hear you and I am listening. Like, I don't want you to think I'm not. But, like, I think the Chris Brown shit is different. Like, I don't think it's, like, even the betrayal of a country type thing. I just think it's, like a parasocial it's like parasocial love but turn out the other way you see what i'm okay, saying like okay. mm-hmm. like yeah, making it, him it's, almost its similar
2: but different yeah so I get you.
1: like yeah mm-hmm. i would say what you felt after the election was the rage but for completely different reasons um to a certain extent you know um but yeah this anyway um uh shout out to to the people that still don't fuck with them i've never fucked with them so i'm still taking the points if you of the kind of person that gives out points for folks that don't fuck with people that are bad people i i, I get the harry potter points because i i never i only saw those movies uh and never read a book i've never uh played a video game so y'all owe me some folk hot points for that too i'll take them all um next voicemail <laughs>
4: Hey, y'all, this is Rachel are. from Missouri. I was just calling. I'm listening to I Never Liked Him episode from Sunday, um, the 19th. And y'all are starting off the show with COVID talk. And I just wanted to mention, in Missouri at least, um, they just said the other day, if you got your last shot before September 1st of 2022, you're eligible for the next shot. And everybody is basically eligible for the... Oh bivalent booster at this point um i just happened to get my fourth shot august 30th so i barely squeaked by on that one um so i can get my sixth my fifth shot any day now and i was sitting here listening to you talk about how you lied rod to get your shot and that you've been rejected a few times and i was sitting here thinking is that a is that okay to do and then i was like wait When I went to get my first and second shots, I was an essential worker as a social worker at a Mm. psych hospital and I was prepared to lie to get those shots. Whatever I had to do now, I didn't have to, and I haven't had to, but I can't be judging you because I would have done the same thing (laughs) anyway. (laughs) Proud of you guys for keeping on with the Uh. coronavirus news and for being positive on people getting their shots and staying healthy, wearing their masks. Oh,
1: thank you thank you very much bye thank you rachel and i'm not even sure i had to lie what i'm saying is i was i just lied just in case so i have just no idea case. it might have been just fine in, just in case you got missed the cvs yeah i it's just i've had times where i thought that i was able to get them and these motherfuckers have told me no and i'm like but what and then the other part is, and this is the 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 real even further than whether the lie was right or not, because I, I don't, I'm gonna be real, I don't really care. I want to, I was gonna want the shot, and this is why I don't care at this point. They're throwing them out,
2: right? They're spoiling. I don't. Get so
1: it. I could, if I lived in a place where people needed access to shots and they couldn't get them, yeah, I would never lie. I'd I'd wait my turn every single time. Um. But in a world where they're just going to throw it out in the trash because no one fucking will take the shots that they need to, they're supposed to take, like,
3: the it. fact,
1: like, it's a booster, and I know people who are, who would be like, I'm fully vaccinated, I had two shots, you know, or whatever, you know, I I got one booster, I'm good, you know, not, like, there's so many people like that at this point that I'm like, yeah, I, I'll just take the shots, so, you know. I, you know i could live and at the end of the day i mean i'm telling y'all into a podcast man. so obviously i could live with the judgment if, <laughs> if it's going to be doled out but i don't feel bad about it at all uh all right let's go to the next one uh katrina okay. uh boom and give it like two seconds
5: hey y'all this is katrina um at number one feeling and this is a very quick call I just wanted to say, Karen, it really blessed me the other day to hear you just revel in the excitement you felt about securing Beyonce tickets, um, and it made me feel good <clears throat> as a you know fellow Rena- Renaissance ticket holder <laughs> um, to just hear you describe that and just, just really the whole process And, like, reliving that feeling. And I'm so happy for you that you're going to get to see her for the first time. I'm sure it's going to be an amazing show. I've been blessed to see her for the Ms. Carter show and to see Destiny's Child's, like, final, like, tour. So I'm really excited to see her again because it's been 10 years since I've seen her. So, um, yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Just thank you for doing that and going through the whole thing because it made me happy.
2: All right. Talk to you all later.
1: Bye. Uh... Uh, next voicemail. Oh, they left three. They must've got cut off a couple times.
2: That's something to say.
6: Hey, Rod and Karen, this is Tanisha G in Brooklyn. I don't even know if this is working. I called a couple times. This white lady keeps saying, her scene trying to call is not available. Mm. I don't know. I hung up a few times and I realized, oh, that's actually how voicemail works. It's been that damn long since mm. I've been on voicemail.
3: <sighs>
6: anyway, I'm recovering from the flu. So it's, it's kind of blurry this week, but I just wanted to say I've been listening to you guys. So I've been homesick, and it's just been—it's so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's been highlighting my week listening to you guys. <laughs> I don't even have—I I heard something crazy y'all said the other day. It was like Rob was talking about taking some cotton from his bed, and I just—oh <laughs> <laughs> my! <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, did we lose her? I had to mute her for a
6: second. Anyway. (laughs) Oh, my God. I just had me literally dying because that is what I've been for, like, almost two and a half years. Then they had us go back in the office. And it was like, as soon as I went back in the office, got COVID twice, now I got the flu.
3: So, -hmm. what are we going to do?
6: Anyway, I wanted to tell you guys, if Karen comes back up, you need to check out this show called Hip Hop Conscious Unconscious. It's at Fotografiska in Midtown. It's amazing. It's just hip-hop photography. The last 50 years It's so beautiful. I cried. It's just something I think you guys would enjoy. I love your show. I hope I didn't get cut off. Thank you so much. Keep doing, y'all.
1: Oh, thank you. And then she left two more messages, so I don't know what happened after here. So maybe it's butt dials. Let's find out.
2: We'll find out together.
1: Okay, this one is blank. So we're going to go with butt down for this one, okay? Maybe it's one of those Oh, these, might, these might have been
2: the ones where, where, where uh, uh, they, they called and was like, who is who is this lady? Who the white lady?
1: Hey, Rod and
6: Karen. This is Tisha G from Brooklyn. I decided I got to use a timer because, I don't know, I can't even tell <laughs> the last time if it was cut off, if I was doing too much. So I'm going to try and be succinct on this message. I was calling in because I love you guys. Y'all are just so fucking phenomenal. You are helping me get over being ill this week. It has been amazing listening to the shows. I did want to comment, though, I left a five-star review, and it is not there. I do mm. not know why. I can't explain the sorcery behind where it went, but <laughs> I'm going to try it again. I hope it goes through, because I want to make sure y'all get your love. Yay! And then, also, I wanted to say, go check out this photo exhibit. It is a the history of hip-hop. is All 50 years of hip-hop from the origins to today is called Hip-Hop Conscious, Conscious Conscious.
1: Unconscious. Okay. Yeah, I heard of that.
6: It's the Photography Museum called Photographic Midtown. Mm F-O-T-O-G-R-A-F-I-S-K-A. It's in Manhattan. And I'm telling you this. Karen, come up. Fly. Get on a bird. Come see this because it's so beautiful to see black people lit. These, these images are just like amazing, they have actual artifacts like old mixed tapes and stuff I'm not going to give too much away, I'm going to just tell you it's the most glorious thing I've ever seen about black representation, black culture on display, it is phenomenal like I literally cried up in there how beautiful it was to see us but I say all that to say it's photographs, you ain't even got to be deep with it, because I know Rod ain't trying to be up in there all day analyzing and trying to get mm-hmm. all deep with it, you don't even have to get deep with it because it's pretty bearish <laughs> Please go see it, and then when you go see it, talk about it on the show because I know y'all just gonna be so excited about it. Put your mask on, go see it, okay? And thank you so much. I love you guys. Keep doing you.
3: Take
1: care. Oh, uh, thank you. Thank um, you. Yeah, and I, I also am gonna make a, ma- I'm gonna do a museum dis- uh, display thing that too uh, before I leave. It's gonna be in Manhattan. It's gonna be called Hip Hop Conscious Unconscious, and it's gonna be about like a bunch of coons that in hip hop that hate rap, and we just gonna put you know like Jason Whitlock up there when he was on Oprah, you know stuff like that, and different angles of pictures of them. It's it's gonna be dope. So make sure y'all show up to Hip Hop Conscious Unconscious uh, coming later this month. Uh, Karen, what were we gonna we say? Have-
2: <laughs> i'm i'm sorry you got sick baby i'm glad you're feeling better and yeah people forgot uh shout out to the regular ass flu hope y'all know it's still out there it was like y'all must have forgot and the flu was like hey bitch, i'm still here so uh i've been getting my flu shot like i was like bitch, COVID and flu no i don't want none of it and um we were talking about going back to work and you know, and and know we talked about this, but it's funny how jobs be like, come on back to work. And you have people go, well, bitch, like Roger say, y'all not going to put any precautions in. Y'all just want to roll everybody back in there and be like, just deal with it. And then be like, right. well, why do people fight us? Why do people not want to come back to work? Why they always get angry when we suggest it? People like, bitch, because you don't got no rules in here. You're not testing nobody.
1: Yeah, I only feel comfortable coming in our office and you know either like sometimes we, we will have our mask off or you know you have to eat you know whatever um we still wear them in like the conference room and uh but the only reason I feel more comfortable with my mask off at work is because everyone got tested you know what I'm saying or um you know I got my five my fifth shot now so I feel a little more like Like when I did Drunk Black History this week, I didn't wear a mask because I knew coming in, it wouldn't have been a fucking point of so many people and you're going to be on stage and stuff. And you just accept the risk of that moment, you know, like, you know, if we go to a Hornets game sometimes, it's like, you know, am I going to eat my food, take my mask off? Yeah. But, you know, there's times where um, if it's too crowded, I've just kept it on, you know. So some of it's just vibes, but it helps that. A lot of the numbers are backing up that it's fallen, and that we're no longer in this like peak moment that the uh, shit even the peak they thought was coming during the holiday season didn't come uh, as high or didn't jump as high as they thought it would jump. So I think these are good signs and I've never been a person to try to discourage people from following science or. Stuff So that means when science is good, we should also listen to it. And so right now, the numbers seem to be low enough for people to go back to like some more normal stuff, even though it's in the winter, even though we're mostly inside, it's still the numbers aren't jumping back up like they were before this, which is a good thing. I'm I'm embracing that. I hope one day we we get to a point where it's not even uh, uh it's not where, where it's like the flu or something, you know, where the numbers are lower. But who knows, you know? So, but uh, yeah, I I appreciate we appreciate the the, the call. We got one more voicemail is from Miss Barnes.
6: Hi Rod and Karen, this is Miss Barnes. I miss y'all so much. But, oh my God, I had to tell you this this episode that happened to me. So I was running around doing errands one day during my lunch and I stopped by Popeye's because I was starving and I ordered chicken, fried chicken, and I ordered sweet tea. Mm. Got my food, got my sweet tea. I decided to go ahead and take a big gulp of my sweet tea. (laughs) And guess what? It was unsweet tea.
3: Oh.
6: How oh. am uh, I supposed to digest my fried chicken with unsweet mm.
1: tea? Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm.
6: But I know Mm-mm. one thing. Arby's would never,
1: right, ever. They would never would have, have tea.
6: sweet tea when I order sweet tea.
1: They would never have any tea. That's
6: all I wanted to say. I love mm-hmm. y'all. Have a good day. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, because they, they, they would never they wouldn't they would never have any reason to not have sweet tea because that's the same sweet tea from the day they opened the restaurant because nobody's buying any. So they've only had to make sweet tea one time to as a cover for the drugs. So I mean yes, if you like three hundred and seventy five day old uh sweet tea, sure, Arby's is your joint. Go ahead and <laughs> hit them up. That's
3: hilarious.
1: Popeye, you see how Popeye's ran out of sweet tea? That's or well, it's Popeyes. They probably just served good. y'all. They probably just served y'all whatever you they wanted, but they might run out of sweet tea sometimes because they have they have customers. She did leave another voicemail though.
6: Hi, Rod and Karen. This is Miss Barnes again. Whenever I left the message yesterday, mm-hmm. I still meant what I said. But when I say I miss y'all, meaning that. Because I'm working so much, like my days can run anywhere from 10 to 15 hours a day. Mm. It used to be my thing that whenever I would log off, I would love to be in the chat with y'all when the podcast goes live. And I miss that. So Uh. that's when I say I miss y'all. That's what I meant. Because just being in the chat with my play cousins, it's just such a wonderful experience. And I really miss that as of late. I just catch that. I catch the live show like here and there whenever i can but overall it is an experience whenever you're in the chat but anyway i still will say that i miss
2: y'all and good morning and have a wonderful
6: day
1: oh absolutely man
2: shout out to the chat room apparently oh y'all y'all getting some love chat room
1: i mean the chat room is it becomes its own family man to a certain it extent is. like sometimes they're certain- on topic
2: sometimes they ain't they be a little bit everywhere
1: yeah they not always like they listen to the show but like they talk about what they want to talk about it's mm-hmm. not always about what we saying um mm-hmm. it's not always um uh off topic either but like i think people it's kind of like like family's probably too too hard right like it's probably too too sentimental but it's someone it's like coworkers that you like You know how you have coworkers that you like and y'all share things and y'all talk and you you look forward. Like, one of the reasons you go to work is you actually look forward to talking to this motherfucker, you know? Mm -hmm. That's how the chat room feels. It's like coworkers, like the cool coworkers at a job, because they'll come in and they'll hit you with like a life update or I just saw this movie or, you know, when I'm playing music, sometimes they'll be into the music. Sometimes they'll just be in there like hanging out like it's a lounge. And you do get to know people, you get to expect people to be there and you get attached to mm-hmm. folks and vice versa. I'm sure. And yeah, you, you somebody know, showing
2: for work for a while, you will be like, what happened? Like start, they start asking about people. they will be like, we ain't heard from them in a while.
1: I, you know, I shouldn't say you, I mean me, I, I start, you know, seeing people, uh, you know, the things they're going to say, the jokes they're going to make the, mm-hmm. you know, some people like to be a little more like edgy, quote unquote, you know, <laughs> some people like to be, a, some people, you, you know, they're here to be like, Entertain some people are here to learn, some people are just here to feel like the community are like, okay, I can see what you're saying, you know. And you do, you love, to, I love to see those things, like, um, so yeah, we definitely appreciate chat room and not being able because this happened to me a lot with like Twib and stuff when I used to like not have a job and then I have a job, you know, I could hang out in the chat room when I didn't have a job, and once I got a job, it's like, oh, I kind of do miss the community. of this but i got to know people from that chat room there's certain names to this day that i associate with like twibs chat room and i i I remember liking them in twibs chat room uh june from harlem um uh uh, olivia from chicago in chicago like there's people that i'm like oh my fondness for them goes back over a decade and it started in the chat room so you know it's absolutely real the connections can be real. And so obviously that means the disconnection can be real when you, you're not able to hang out. It's like, damn, I wonder what Miss Smart is up to. I wonder what Juwan is saying. I wonder what, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Miss Barnes is going to be talking about. What is EVE going to say about Arby's? You know, stuff like that. And, and it becomes its own, like, community. And I, I, I do like that. I say I'm not a community person, but I really mean, like, community TM. I think I'm yeah, a person just, yeah. that creates community wherever he goes in a way because you know people people like me and so i'm gonna always be part you know hope and i like people that are cool people and and i think you naturally start to blend it all together if 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 you you know if you're if you're the right kind of person so thank you all Mm -hmm. right it's time to get into the emails but let's play some more music first almost at the end email
2: oh time. yeah we almost at the end we we'll probably end up saying this on the uh regular show but uh shout out to the people that came over to junk black history uh mm. like i said a lot of people in chat a lot of these same people chatting right now was over there with me in the chat room they couldn't get to they couldn't get to the big old new york city
1: <laughs> yeah we right. was in
2: the chat room chatting.
1: Yeah, I, um, I was on Drunk Black History. I, I forgot to, to, to say this, uh, but uh, I was on Drunk Black History last Thursday, um, and I had a good good time. You know, I think I did pretty good. Um, I was talking about Sundown Towns, and so uh, the, I was like the second to last person, and I went after Simeon Goodson. His comedian is very funny. Oh, um, I-
2: hilarious yeah. the chat room was dying like that dude came out I was like cause you know when you hip up, you're like okay and as he went along he was like oh shit this nigga funny
1: yeah he was very funny um and then uh, I didn't know it at the time that I signed up but Sam J went after me you know um and so uh it was when I was coming off of stage she was like uh you're very funny and I was like you know,
3: like
1: right. You? Okay. <laughs> but uh that was that was cool. Um uh Ray Sani came out. I got to talk to Ray Sani. Yay, uh I got right. to see Mike Brown um from mm-hmm. comedy You Outliers. taking all of
2: the pictures,
1: yeah. My,
2: oh, he got he got a celebrity list of pics.
1: Yeah, I haven't posted them yet. I need to post those pictures today. That's that's on me. Um uh, just we had fans that came out that that were just like, a like,
2: house, like talking to a heart. couple
1: of them about their stories and stuff. Um, Janisha from T Coin and Jay came out. Wow. Um, yes.
2: Um, one day I got to make it there live, it, you know, because I think you've been there live twice.
1: Yeah, I just the last time I just watched, but this time yeah. they needed, or they wanted me to present, and uh, they it was funny because. Gordon and Brandon were thanking me afterwards because they said, "Man, you picked Sundown Towns," and he was like, "You know, the comedians normally pick. They don't like picking stuff like that. They want to pick the real light stuff. You know, the like, you know, Rosa Parks. You know, mm-hmm. like they don't. It's like you pick something too dark. It's like how I'm gonna make this funny." But they was like, "You pick the darkest thing and you still made it funny," and I was like, "Thank you. You know, that's
2: your sense of humor." Yeah. yeah you you find humor in the darkest things right
1: so i it was like to me as soon as i saw that when i was like yeah that that's the that's what i want because i think you know racism is stupid and that's where the comedy comes from is just how fucking stupid like what's stupider than a, a town where you treat black people with the same rules as vampires you know that that's so stupid <sighs> Like, if I'm a evil black monster, I'm going to be evil and black at, at your house painting it. I'm going to be evil and black at, when it's 730. Like, it's not no difference.
3: <laughs> I ain't nothing
2: going to change that.
1: But, uh, nah, so, I'm, you know, and Ray was just so complimentary. She was like, you should do stand-up. You was so comfortable on stage. And, and uh, you know, since it was all kind of off the fly, like, they had a guy come on stage and, they bought us more shots and stuff. I was, you know, I was like, I don't know, maybe if we were up here, you know, in on the regular, maybe. But it, it seemed like yeah. a lot of work to to do it's- stand up and be good at it.
2: Yeah, it does, and uh, it would be one of those things where uh, this has just been my idea—be something more controlled. Like, hey, we do you know the black guy who tips, and you know we'll do five minutes of rod warming up or some shit like that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Something like that versus you know you just going full fledged. Because one thing about our audience, and 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 I love them very much—they allow us uh, uh, doing bad jokes and failing. I mean, you yeah. you're great, but for me, not me personally. I'm terrible. I'm terrible at the puns. I'm terrible at the jokes. My shit don't make no sense. And y'all niggas quit. It, y'all niggas uh, keep encouraging this it. So I just keep coming at the box. And some, <laughs> sometimes I hit it at the park. I will be proud of myself. I be like, that was funny. Roger be rolling his eyes. I that. Like, nigga, I don't give a goddamn. It, it's funny. Let's go.
1: Yeah. So, um, but yeah. And then, um, like, there there was just fans that also were just from drunk black history who didn't really know me or probably even oh, okay. our show. And they were like, oh my God, I love I love that. Like, oh, you got a podcast. I gotta listen to it, you know. So like that was that was cool. Of course, just getting to hang with Gordon, um, Tati and, and Brandon was fun. Like I it was um, you know, just seeing them and catching up with them about life and stuff, and they're all you know in show mode and about to go live, but it it was cool, like how each of them like branches into their different like part of the of the of the machine you know like
2: Cause, cause Tati, Tati is with us over in the chat, in the and chat like right. That. So, right and so there's a there's things that you know they were letting them know like when Brandy was talking and they had the music for us in the chat the music kind of overtook his voice so we couldn't hear it so for her watching that's why like she was like hey y'all need to turn this down a little bit because the people yeah. listening live can't hear can't hear them talking to each other
1: yeah so yeah it was it was a lot of fun. I thank everybody for coming out. I hopefully didn't forget mm-hmm. anybody just now, but I met so many people, and there were so many people that, you know, specifically came over to to say hey, or came over to to do whatever. And um, oh, and um, fuck, Herbie, um, um, who we know from Three Guys On. Um, oh, let me actually make sure that's right. Um, not Herbie. It's um, goddamn it, before I fuck up his name um comedian that we love that we know for a long time it is scrolling 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 courtney thank god uh, courtney farrington whoo herbie i think i'm out <laughs> bitches leave courtney. herbie but uh yeah courtney i met courtney uh um who oh, we know through wonderful. three guys on yeah and he's in the air yeah, fryer we, collective we've only
2: done virtually like there's a lot yeah. of people like we've only met them virtually
1: yeah, so like it was dope to the the to, to put a face to a face and um uh, and I, like I said I need to post these pictures I, I I'm gonna do that guys I know y'all want to see me living for the city I'm gonna do that but uh yeah it was great to 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 hang out with them and um I like I almost forgot to talk about it but yeah it went a lot better than than I think even I imagined like I you know went through it in my head how I was gonna do it probably a hundred times before I got on stage but. Like it went. Plus, I was having drinking, so it wasn't gonna go as clear as I would have liked, you know. <laughs> but it, I think it went pretty well, even despite the drinking. So um, mm-hmm. glad people had a good time. I hope y'all could hear us in the I chat room and stuff. The
2: crowd looked crunk and everything. You know, one of these days, I'm gonna make it make it up their life.
1: Yeah, nah, it was, it was super cool. I was I was glad to meet all those people. Um, no, I didn't have crown. I had uh Rum and Coke. I just had rum and Coke and then a couple beers. So I didn't ask for anything specific. Um, Mary writes into our email episode 2675 regarding Disney going back to four days a week. Well, after two glorious years of work from home, I'm now officially back to the office three days a week. I say officially because although last year we were supposed to be back three days a week, it seemed like no one was really enforcing it. However. Right. You don't enforce it, people
2: don't go. That's for the study show. Studies be like, if y'all don't enforce it, people are like, the fuck I'm coming in here for, then ain't nobody else here.
1: However, at our review in December, it was clear that management was now making it a hard three and would be enforcing it. They also let it be known that we were lucky it, was, it wasn't it was even four days a week and that the only reason it didn't go I to four game, was bullshit. because they but got. They were
2: like, y'all be lucky you got a job. You were like, okay, I guess. You uh, know you're not making nobody happy.
1: And the only reason it wasn't for four. Um, uh, it was because they got pushback, not from staff, but from higher level execs and partners. A couple observations in the transitory year, or transitionary transitionary year. Um, sorry, guys, this marijuana is kicking my ass all day. Uh, one, the brief period where the employees had the upper hand is absolutely gone. In the legal sector, sector, there have been major layoffs at large firms, and employers, once again, have the upper hand. So whereas a year ago, I would have been saying, they better not think I'm going back to the office five days a week. Now I'm grateful it's only three. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a reality there that's kicked in, I think, especially the massive layoffs after people did massive hiring during the pandemic. With the massive layoffs, like, that just scares the shit out of some people. Now I'm sure some people are impervious to fear and will – but I think the ones who are on purpose to fear felt that way before the pandemic and after these layoffs and before these yes, layoffs. I don't think they gained confidence during the pandemic. Like, I used to be timid, but the pandemic made me bold. I think they was just always they had that dog in them, you know. But for uh, mm-hmm. for... A yeah,
2: lot of, they came in office every day, which you ain't gonna do. You
1: yeah, know,
2: Okay, everybody ain't got that energy, baby.
1: For <laughs> a lot of people, as you become aware of, like, the pushback and, you know, stuff like places that are unionizing now they're cutting work workers because of that um whether in retaliation or because they feel they can't afford it whatever um places that did a bunch of hiring like amazon and 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 some of these uh you know a lot of stuff that came into prominence during the pandemic they cutting these jobs now people feel scared so yeah I, I, i i'm sure corporations are using that fear against you like you ain't scared you're gonna lose your job okay come on back to the office you're like oh okay i guess so just don't take my job
2: regardless if this is the truth or not they're just using it because they
1: can the second and i can't believe i'm saying this but i don't mind going in too much Now, as an introvert, the office is one of the few places I'm around a certain buzz and people. I work in a great part of L.A., and it turns out I like that energy. I work around very smart, ambitious people, and it's an atmosphere that is catchy. Listen, the drive still sucks, so I only need this vibe two days a week, (laughs) but they making me have it three. LOL. All this to say, the workplace is once again changing. I've had to as well. Thanks again for all the great shows, Mary. Yeah, I think that was one of the things I liked about basketball as an introvert. It's a controlled place where I can see people and I do like seeing people. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's a thing that is. um, I think when people think of introverts, it becomes like, you know, the most it's the same way they think of extroverts, the most extreme example. But there's right. uh, there's all kinds of gray in the middle and and sliders to one side or the other and I'm just at a point where like I'm good around people as long as I kind of know there's a beginning and end, you know? Right. And I'm good around people as long as there's like an environment that fosters like discussion and stuff like that. I'm not good in a it's in a situation where it requires yelling and partying and loud music. It's, it's like the it's like a sign telling me to go home, you know. Um, <laughs> you know it's like uh, when there's music and you are already kind of we're, uh, we're a foot away from each other and we're both using our highest voice to communicate. And I already have like a soft voice by nature. So when you're, hey, man, what you, you want to get into something after this? And it's always yeah, no for me. Listening. Yeah, it's always no for I me.
2: There's always no. I, I, I,
1: I, don't, I don't, don't even want do to be in this. I don't even want to get into what we're already into. I'd like to get back right. into yeah. a small area where we can talk. Uh, You know, any, any place where it's like loud, lots of alcohol, loud music, so you don't talk is just not my jam you know
2: right and you know you look up and you know Roger be gone
1: but the main thing I was gonna say is it provides a place where um like almost like a a a, um a a job is a place where the main thing is this communication to a certain extent and you can get that fixed there and it's not distracted by anything normally other than just quote-unquote work but it's not like uh in a restaurant, food, you know, is gonna distract from that. In a in a club, people drinking and loud music normally distracts from that. In a bar, sports on the TV and, you know, loud audio so you'll keep drinking distracts from that. So here's this one place where you can kinda of get that. So I don't I think something on the internet just made it seem like you were crazy if you were one of these people who are like I like being around people and I don't mind seeing the people I work with. They just make it sound like you're trying to kill everyone with COVID and you're part of the capitalist (laughs) upper class. It's like, like, no, I just miss people. I don't want to be mean to y'all. And I'm not trying to force anyone to come in so I can make them come in. But if the policy says we got to come in, I'm one of these people that maybe it'll help with my depression and my anxiety to be around people for a little bit. There are people that even do stuff like, um, entrepreneurs who work at home and work by themselves will set up time to, whether zoom or in person to work with other people around them because it helps with their productivity There's studies that show that you know but also mentally you just sometimes people want to be around people the internet just skews agoraphobia it just skews to the most extreme cases of we don't ever want to see another human being and that's not a real reality either
2: um, yeah we need people Like I said, even people just go. I don't like people. You know what you do? You get out and you walk in public, and guess what's out there in fucking public? People. Yes. Some of them do. You don't interact or say anything to them. You're actually seeing and interacting with people. Interacting or non-interaction is interacting because y'all around each other. Yeah.
1: Even if you just go to like, because I've done this before. I'm working from home, and I'll just say to myself, I got to go to a grocery store or something. And mm-hmm. and I might not I might I'm I'm buying less than I would than if before if I worked at an office and I was playing basketball every night I would go to the grocery store maybe once or twice a week and I had to get more groceries but when I was working from home sometimes I would catch myself going to the grocery store three four times in a week and it, and it would be like the grocery list would be like bananas uh, a couple of apples some you know yeah and it's like yeah yeah but before it used to be like i'll go when i'm out of fruit not when i'm out of bananas you know that and so i think (laughs) i think a few people went through that man and and, you Mm -hmm. know i think you know I, i i just think at some point it became like we're demonizing the people that admit they might need to see a person every once in a while you know right and they don't and no they don't mean their grandmom or they're you know they're going to set up a play date with a kid they just mean like even if it's just my coworkers, I I like to see a person every once in a while you know Mm -hmm. um let's see uh Alicia Wright saying hey y'all I'm listening to this episode uh it's episode 2676 um and I was compelled to write y'all an email I wanted to comment on two things number one big groove and two Karen finally getting the motherfucking Beyonce tickets First off, Big Groove, this, that nigga gets on my damn nerves. At first, I wasn't quite sure why. I just knew he did. But when Ron said that old boy was doing super extroverted things and gave him secondhand embarrassment, everything clicked. It all made sense. Seeing his big ass dancing, and may, it makes me think about all the VBS, Vacation Bible School counselors. Oh, my God and team building leaders that i was subjected to at a child yo you know what you just Mm -hmm. reminded me of i don't know if y'all had this in y'all area of the country and karen i don't know if you even remember this at our school but you she made me think of what he reminds me of kind of the power team you remember the power team Maybe it was maybe they only did it for the boys, but I don't
2: think, you know what? That may have been something that they only because I don't remember that. Don't ask me why I don't. I just don't. The
1: power team was these Christian, but they couldn't say it because it was a public school. They were these Christian like purists that put all their sin into bodybuilding, right? It was like so so basically they would encourage the kids to be fit but low-key you know in a jesus name uh like, and they would do stuff like rip phone books they take rebar. I probably do,
2: but just can't remember because that looked like something they would do like a school like a school assembly where they bring like yeah. everybody in there they play like mm-hmm.
1: this rock instrumental music And they just keep telling you about the power of living pure, but they like I said, they couldn't say Jesus and stuff, but they be like, you know, this is my boy Robbie, and he practices living pure. We live pure lives over here, and that's why he's gonna show you the strength that you can get when you don't give in to temptation and when you don't do drugs. Robbie, come over here and then take like a cinder block and fucking bust it over his fucking head, and then you be like, Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. That's the power team but that's what he gives me big power team energy cuz i used to also feel that those dudes and those tights just had some like they were either like divorced dads or like closeted closet not divorced dads and they were all <laughs> and they all had the same like he did steroids to get huge and swore off cocaine and clubs and and alcohol, because that's what they used to blame their dalliances on or something. And 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 they were just, well, I'm going to use this energy to tell the kids they have fit bodies or whatever. And that's what it felt like to me. And he feels very much the same vibe, except obviously he would never overtly say he was into Jesus or, or I don't know if he's gay or anything like that. But, like, I just feel like he has the same, like, I want to be seen energy that will fill the hole in my heart that has nothing in it but a a huge vacuum that just needs attention but doesn't know why um because i'd rather do this than therapy he gives me those vibes not (laughs) coon vibes necessarily but but to the point where he would do some cooning shit because he don't care because that's how bad he wants attention but he would never his goal would never be to coon it's just to always have attention um Anyway, um, his huge happy-ass grin and over-the-top enthusiasm gives me flashbacks of my childhood. When I was the only kid in music class who had to be forced to clap and sing along to the sickeningly sweet and bubbly songs we were supposed to sing, obviously it was a Shikamaru Squidward Daria-type kid. Oh, I was a Shikamaru Squidward Daria-type kid. I'm not saying... I'm not saying Big Groove is cooning. I'm saying all these super enthusiastic internet people make me roll my eyes. He just happens to be the it guy right now. Yeah, he put in the time to become the it guy um, for sure. Um, Yeah, he put in the work. But you're right. I do get a little second. I mean, if I'm being honest and I don't step into police brain or I want to hurt somebody, I think it's internal. It's in me and it's no one else's problem to deal with but me. You see what I'm saying? But I, I I have to admit, if this dude came in, I would giggle knowing what he was about to do. But I would not I would feel such secondhand embarrassment. I, I tell you, I laugh at bad things. I laugh at inappropriate times because my, this is how my brain processes so much stuff. I would laugh because I couldn't help myself when I saw this big nigga dancing. In the middle of like bojangles, I would just start laughing. If I saw him take a huge bite of chicken, I would start laughing. But <laughs> that, but at the same time, I don't. I wouldn't be mad at him or need. I'd be like laughing because I'm annoyed and it's stupid. But I, but I just don't. I guess I just don't get that so much vitriol pointed towards a dude. Unless people want to admit that there's something inside that's causing that much vitriol, uh, cuz there's got to be something to more to it than he ate chicken three times. It has to be out of 500 videos. Why do why what does that really say about us if we want to shut him down for one of his 500 videos being something we don't like, you know? Right. Second, Karen Being hyped about getting them Beyonce tickets, "Touch My Dark Little Soul." Hearing her talk about cheering when she was waitlisted got small, and it got smaller and smaller. Just got to me. I've been in that same tense situation so many times, and when she said the waitlist dropped to one, it took all I had to keep from rubbing my hands together like Birdman and yelling "Hell yeah!" out loud in these white people's quiet, unseasoned workplace. Even though she's. Even though she started telling us that she got what she started with telling us that she got the tickets, I was still on the edge of my seat. I'm so glad Karen got them damn tickets. I was over here smiling hard like I'm going to the concert. Anyways, y'all, that's it. Just wanted to stop by and holler at y'all. Signed the other Alicia that used to write into the show. (laughs) Thank you, other Alicia. Thank you. I also love that she said that she still loved the story, even though Karen started it with. I got the tickets. And that's that, that just proves that I was hundred percent correct and Miss Christopher was wrong when I said we had to tell people that Karen did not have a heart attack when she wanted to tell that crazy story about
2: uh, So everybody so wouldn't panic.
1: Yeah. Like yes, even they still go through through it, but it's it's just like a going on a roller coaster that got safety, you know, stuff a in. Uh Theron says, Rod. I was discussing the train derailment. with first of all, why is this stuck only to me? <laughs> he's, he's,
2: nobody else. Nobody else can beat it. Beat a bitch, Rod. I'm gonna talk to you. No ladies. No, no no ladies in the house. You could t- that's hilarious.
1: <laughs> you can tell so much by how people address the because you know we've been doing this so long and and you know yes. you pick up on the trends. There's the mm-hmm. spell my name wrong people you know that's i, I like just picking on rod a little bit That's funny there's the people that make sure to put karen's name first i see you woke squad i'm with y'all okay well through, they, they, they love to be they know because keep in mind everyone that writes this does know that i'm gonna be the one reading it but they all <laughs> karen <laughs> right you know there's a the people that like the flowery you know sir rogerton and you know there's a the people that um that uh you know the formal just rod and karen you know like like mm-hmm. there's the people that combine the name to Rodron or k rod you know there's all this, you know and i love it all is what i'm saying but every yeah, once in yeah, a while we yeah. get one of these it's just like rod <laughs> i'm like oh shit what am i in trouble what happened like, listen
2: listen listen i'm serious <laughs> yeah me, me, me and you just me and
1: you rod yeah karen <laughs> This ain't got nothing to do with you, baby. Gonna get I out the room. Ain't
2: got nothing to do with you.
1: We about to get into some real shit right now. <laughs> we,
2: we about to get deep over here. Right. Okay, you got it.
1: Right. I ain't mad at you. I was discussing the train derailment with several associates, and I told them I didn't feel sorry for those people. I said that they got what they voted for—less government regulations. This is the America they are voting for when they vote Republican. You will not have clean air or and water. You will not have the safe roads, highways, and railways. So when the guy at the to town meeting said that the rail company thought they were stupid, I said, "Yes, you voted Republican." Just my two cents. They're on. Uh, Georgia going blue. Uh, well, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. We live in North Carolina right we technically have gone red in the national elections a couple times in the last eight years if motherfucking train derail it's not gonna be like let me skip to just the republican houses it's right. fucking everybody up right and especially with a train derailment and lack of regulations is probably fucking us up
2: yes environmental is, racism <laughs> They not rolling nothing that's gonna fuck the shit up over in the white area of town. They're not doing that.
1: I mean, it could happen if there's just no blacks. Okay. So that's how it can happen. But and and poor white people get they they deal with the shit too. They just normally right. are too racist to see it. But I'm just saying, right? It's just not as simple as like red state, everyone in there deserves whatever happens. And um, right. but I feel your righteous at rage and anger and mm-hmm. at the indignity of it and at the fact that It is a proliferance of people that, you know, not even proliferance. It's it's a proliferance or they are subjugating the vote of other people so hard that you really got people living under bondage in a lot of these states that have to deal with this bullshit.
2: Right. And so. because my thing is, what about the people that didn't vote for it? So fuck them
1: yeah like, that's you know what, what i'm saying, saying. yeah yeah there's
2: people that are impacted and go bitch i didn't vote for that i didn't right. ask for that i would i would have preferred the rules and regulations
1: so, so fuck
2: me because these motherfuckers got their votes through
1: right so that's that's why i wouldn't really say something like that for me because i just feel like it's not that simple and being one of these people that has lived in a place where we had to fight to get like we're still fighting we're fighting every day to try to get um yeah some semblance of good government and good governing uh back so uh no I I absolutely feel sympathy for the people who didn't vote for that shit and dealt with it now the people that voted for them fuck them I really do I'm with you 100% on like you know if there was a way where only they dealt with the consequences of these things I'd be with you but it's like look at Jackson Mississippi it's mostly black it definitely vote leans Democrat but enough Red has been spread throughout that state. Enough voter suppression is happening in that state. Enough apathy of voters is happening in that state that Jackson, Mississippi pays for the sins of everybody. And that's that's the the the, the Republicans that pull the strings often make sure they're insulated from it.
2: Yeah, and it's also one of those things as people who have lived in the state where you go to sleep. And they decide to cast a vote overnight. You wake fucking up and at five something in the morning you hearing about how they passed laws that you didn't get a chance to vote, wasn't on anybody's board or anything like that. Like, like, why am I being punished for some shit that y'all decided that y'all had to be up at fucking 3 a.m. when y'all knew nobody was gonna know this shit, wouldn't allow people to come in and protest. And the shit was so last minute that you're waking people up in the middle of the night to vote like you know what i'm saying shit like that like for somebody who lives in a state like that and a lot of times you know and i'm not saying you in particular but a lot of times people that have this mentality live in living these utopias or they think it's utopia until it's not no more where you know everybody just kind of goes and, and everybody just kind of votes the way that they think they should vote so you've never had to deal with the oppression of you know people just coming in and yanking shit and doing whatever the fuck they want to do and you just consistently happen to fight you know because like people like me going I didn't vote for the shit why am I getting punished why do I have to suffer you know you know where where's my voice you know type of type of thing that becomes very very frustrating as people who have to live with the consequences and the repercussions of those stupid motherfuckers like we actually no matter how much they don't want us here. We are here. We have to live and go through this bullshit together because of their stupidity.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I'm with everything Karen just said. So I think that's probably why we might see it different. But yeah, like I definitely feel, I definitely feel you though, you I know, do like I, <laughs> sometimes I have to remember, you know, <laughs> cause I'd be so angry and we have made uh, so much of, what happens with um we made so much of what happens with uh politics national or seen from like a state level that we lose the civilian we lose the um you know we we, we end up losing something where it's like oh the individual who is affected by this of course i would feel fucking terrible you know that this individual is having to deal with this shit especially if they didn't really do anything um that that, where they should be uh feeling this way you know like i don't want a person that is living in jackson to pay for the sins of alabama at all knowing that in the most cases alabama at all ain't letting them vote at all you know um right yeah
2: And also, one more thing uh, uh, with that argument, and and like I said, I do understand the anger, don't get me wrong, but what another reason why I push back heavily towards that argument, what are you saying to the people that didn't vote for this move? And that kills me. Like, Mm -hmm. I fucking get enraged when people say, just move. Well, bitch, do you know how expensive it is to move? Would you like it if somebody came and changed all the rules and all the regulations where you say and you get mad and upset and they'd be like, well, bitch, just move. No, I don't want to move. I live here. Why do I got to pack up? Why do I got to leave? Why? Why, Why? should it be on me? why and you know and i know that's not your fault but but that's one of the things that enraged me when people say this like why do i have to move it's easy to tell somebody else to pack their shit up pack all their belongings leave their family and friends and just goddamn move like 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 you're not gonna deal with this shit anywhere in this motherfucking country because there's white people everywhere so you might not deal with it to the extent as they do in the south but you're gonna deal with this in some form shape somewhere and so it's very frustrating for the people who didn't vote for this who don't want to deal with this? Who don't have the resources to move? And even if I had the resources to move, bitch, I might not want to move. I might love it here. Why should I have to suffer because of their stupidity?
1: Yeah, I, I couldn't, could not agree more with what you just said. Like, like I said, it's just it becomes. Uh, I I knew when I read this, I was like, oh yeah, okay, it's gonna Karen's gonna go off. <laughs> like, as I was reading, I was just like, yeah, this is not good. This is not good, you know, because it is one of those things where, like, there's an anger that we have being here and experiencing right. this shit. And, you know, it's, it's, it's hella frustrating. And you can't really do much about it. Like, so to have people kind of mock your plight when something fucked up happens because the white people in your state are controlling who gets the vote and shit it, it can, it can, you know, it can really strike a nerve as I think, you know, you just kind of experienced <laughs> the striking, striking a nerve here.
2: Like I said, I do understand the the foundation of what you're saying. Yeah. I would agree if only this impacted them a hundred percent agree, but it yeah. just does not just impact them. So that's where my pushback to that whole argument comes in because everybody didn't both of this shit, everybody don't want that shit. And right. some people that's like, the fuck is this? And every time they come out, what do they get? They get beat. They get suppressed. Their votes get stolen. They keep fucking redlining. It's like, what do you do fucking against that?
1: Yeah. All right. Last email, I believe. John says, everything old is new again. Good morning, Ryder Karen. I forget which episode it was, but you were discussing school battles to erase black history, CRT, wokeness, etc. And I just wanted to mention an amazing book titled Mothers of Massive Resistance, White Women in the Politics of White Supremacy that I'm currently finishing up. Oh, I know they be talking about them daughters of the Confederacy up in there. Uh, it tells the history of how white women became the bedrock for a lot of white supremacist activism slash organizing start starting just after reconstruction into the 1920s and then really becoming a dominant force after Brown versus the Board of Education and the fights over school integration. Yeah, that was a point I wanted to get to in a sundown town thing that I didn't, but there were more sundown towns after Brown versus the Board of Education, like not less. So Brown versus Board passes in segregation more towns say you know what no niggas at the dark uh man it really is hard to overstate just how much white america lost its shit over the brown ruling a lot of stories take place in your home of north carolina but some happen in my home of pasadena california yeah yeah that was a bar that i had to that we ended my segment on but I, it really just came to me uh as we were talking but uh america is a sundown town like it it didn't matter what you could be as far north as oregon and washington and there were still laws that were governing black people's bodies in a way that was not the way black white people's bodies were being governed and it just it there was no place to escape it the whole place got got rules you know uh but he says um Uh, And the final chapter is about Boston and the freak out of a bus in the 1970s. So it shows how this shit was everywhere in America anyways. Really highlights just how much of what we're seeing today is just an extension of fights that happened a century ago. Yeah, because one thing you don't really hear a lot of historians and black people talk about when they talk about the Great Migration is they were migrating for sure. But white people were already in all these places they were going for the most part. And many white people got to those places, racism intact. You know, part of the appeal to those places is it's a place where whites only to them, you know, and so even as they bring in these labor forces, even if they bring in these people that just also want freedom, there's like this. We need to fuck these people up. That, In my mind, the paradise I was coming to in California was one of up until this moment. It was for me and just white people like me. Uh, fights over textbook and curricula, pushing the, for whitewash narratives of slavery, Reconstruction, civil rights, pearl clutching over white kids feeling guilt in classrooms, claiming Black history is brainwashing, couching white supremacy in framings of nationalism, patriotism, restoring America's greatness. Yep, yep. Uh, using fear and communism, socialism as a dog, racist dog whistle, and fear of white genocide from miscegenation. Yeah, like white women be locked up. Like people. D- d- <laughs> I mean, don't every time we do a vote and we come back and talk about whatever over half percentage of white people are still white women are still voting Republican. I mean, I don't know how else to tell you, but one out of every two white women you see probably got some pretty conservative leanings. You know, they might not be. Oh, go ahead. I'm about to say, and,
2: and 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 what's so fucked up about it is a lot of the oppression came from. They're men on everybody, and they happen to get the punishment. Their quote-unquote punishment and wrath was not as bad, quote unquote, but it's still punishment. And then they can turn around and the oppression, the little bit of oppression that they feel, they lash out towards everybody else, you know, because yeah, you you vote for this, but yet we are a country that not, not until the 1960s could women open up bank accounts. We are in a country that not until like the 19, like 1970s or 80s, women could have, um, uh, uh, credit scores and shit like that so you know what are we talking about here these same people that you're voting for would not allow you to open up a goddamn bank account I have family members that were alive and grown women that could not open up a bank account that's why when people go when people reminisce about the past about that grandmama saying there, well bitch she couldn't have no money she couldn't have a motherfucking thing in her name people were like well why grandma put everything underneath the mattress in the wall bitch she didn't have a choice it had to be in the shoe because she couldn't put it in her name
1: hmm yeah so um it, it, but that sounds like a good book i might check it out like i'm into that daughters of the confederacy type shit because i feel like so much of the insidiousness of white supremacy is the couching of white femininity above all and as as not only the ideal aesthetic as beauty but also as the untouchable um, sexual object which many motherfuckers are brainwashed by and insecure about for a host of reasons I don't have time to, to delve into right now but you know there's that part of brainwashing but also what people always miss is that there's a southern gentleness there's an ineptitude push the white women because they must be protected and it ends up putting them in a the cage and some white women see right through that shit and they're mm-hmm. you know those are the ones that they hate you know the ones that are like no this white femininity is a way for you to keep me as like a property you know as to be coveted but also to be owned you know um and so when they break out of that programming for whatever reason you know um there's like a, a fear that has to be gotten back in line. Much of what this Roe v. Wade shit about is getting white women back in line, you know. So um mm-hmm. though so all that to say like that's still less than half when it comes to voting because there are some white women who say it's worth it. It's low key worth it to be owned if I'm owned by the owners of everything. And so they will continue to do whatever they can to keep those people in place. And that means proactive shit. It's always seen as a passive thing of, yeah, I vote for it and I just let it happen. But no, proactive. Daughters of the Confederacy. Even fucking um, AA, Alcoholics Anonymous. That was a lot of white women trying to get white men to act right and come back to being like the powerful white men that they leech off of. So, like, it's right. very deep. And I, and, and I love reading that kind of shit, so I'm going to add it to my list. Uh, <clears throat> even the contempt hatred of UN and NATO because they pushed multiculturalism, diversity, and tolerance in the 50s. It's just wild how much of this has ha- all happened before. Often using the same exact bullshit frames the tactics from the right, even the transphobic policing of gender we see today. It's just the latest version of old fights and threats to traditional gender norms from decades ago. And, there were, and we're also racial. Yeah, 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 for sure. You see that today. And also it's one of those few things that crosses the line of there's a liberal contingent of people, those turf, you know, type of women um, and conservative Christian women that will shake hands on like that, you know, so... (laughs) Um, <clears throat> the arguments are always the same And the schism and the phobias Always hidden by a veneer of some other concern With the bigots Simply swapping out justifications Depending on what current books But always for the same goal or purpose Anyways, I think you love this book Next time you're in the mood for that sort of thing P.S. Well, I knows it's very late in the game And competition for the last spots of your hilarious February calendar is probably fierce But just wanted to make sure You don't sleep on John McWhorter I wrote his name down the other day I'm I'm not lying, man. These last three coons is gonna be hard. Like there's not there's a lot more coons and spots at this point. And mm-hmm. I I mean, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Days. You know, I'm like I told y'all I've wanted I have not been looking forward to doing Kanye West. Um, even though if I do do 'em I'm a I'ma do him I'm and make jokes and shit. But I cause, you know, how I feel about the mental health thing and I'm still not a hundred percent sure. I think he's some version of a asshole I'm, and he should take care of his mental health, but I'm, I'm, I'm still not a hundred percent sure how to feel about all that. Um, so, but it, we're, it's honestly so many coons. I really might not just genuinely get to him. <laughs> like it's that bad that there's yeah, that least many least left. So right, <laughs> But, this is so long um, but, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's only like three days left. And, uh, yeah like,
2: like Mary said, it, this next year, I mean, it ain't like it ain't gonna come around again.
1: I know. Um, but yeah, John McWhorter, of course, who has a top a top top Times op ed praising, um, then DeSantis' actions on black history AP curricula. God, I hate him. I fucking hate that guy. I hate that guy. Uh, spoiler he argues that maybe DeSantis is right and that stuff like the 1619 project is too biased and doesn't teach both sides. Ugh, this dude ugh yeah uh cheers and stay safe john yeah i'm not a fan of his and i, I thought about doing him literally today but then i was like i feel like john c McWhorter is too he's at once too unknown to make an impact you know like yeah he's a little too unknown to make an impact even though i love to you know roast his ass too but i just feel like a lot of people be like i don't get it um All right, uh, that's it for the emails. Karen, did we get anything in the mail or anything?
2: No, we didn't get anything in the mail. And um, before we go, I wanted to tell everybody... Y'all, thank you for enjoying my excitement about their Beyonce tickets. Mm. A lot of people been telling me like online and on social media stuff that uh <laughs> they would they 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 were living through through my experience. I was talking to your to your mama and she was like, "I wish that Ken would have been here." Now. I was like, "Girl, it'd have been a full ass comedy show." I was, like, <laughs> I was like, "With being here <laughs> by myself." Touchdown dancing and cheering as, as as my team went from winning from one goal line to the next goal line. So, But I, I'm excited and I am ready. I got my tickets. I got I got the hotel rooms. Uh, everything booked in six months in advance. The job, no, they got a running joke where they be like, "Don't mess up, Pete The old time, I said, "No, don't mess up." I said, "Cause I won't be here. You can jack it up if you want to, but I, won't, I don't care what y'all got planned on doing. I won't be here. So I'm very um, cause I normally don't share too much with them at all. But I told them about this cause I wanted everybody to know. Mm, ain't ain't no question. I won't be here. And so um, I'm very, really, uh, really, really uh, excited and stuff like that. I, I every every day I wake up, I'm like, I, I, I'm, um, I'm gonna be like that. Uh, Judge Judy gift, where she like hit, hit, hitting the thing, looking at her watch. Every day, is is it time yet? That's gonna be me every motherfucking day, until August. cause I, I'm ready. Let's go. I'm really ready and really excited. I'm glad that everybody got to got to live through my uh my joy, my, my my inner joy. And as you can tell, the the, the joy was real because uh, like Roger said there are very few things in life that you can get a pure energy and joy about where it's unadulterated. Like yeah th- you you're you gonna get all this happiness. So I'm glad I got to spew all my happiness across the podcast and everybody got to enjoy you know, my happiness and uh, the, to, to the biggest person, I want to say a uh, shout out to you, Rod, because uh, you the person that had to foot <laughs> had to, had to the bill <laughs> <But> for me. <laughs> I got so happy. My credit card was like, hey, bitch, hey, bitch, we thank you going over the limit. You maxing us out. They, the, the crowd was like, hey, we're going to approve it. But I, I, think, I, I think you went over. So <laughs> shout out to Rod for <laughs>
1: footing
2: right. the bill for Rod's money yeah um you baby you the best i love you
1: that's what i'm here for you know to 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 make sure you know we got it and um you know we was able to to pay off the card already i just paid it back down to zero but you know that means stretching some other places obviously um but uh nah i want you to be happy and i want you to enjoy it um and and you know it, I, I i'm going to enjoy it too cuz i'm going to be there as well so um yeah uh i'm i'm glad you're happy and i you know it's one of those things on the show where you know as a person as i'm doing it i'm like uh should i be You know, like, cause it's just Karen talking for about 30 minutes and I, I know I wasn't saying much, but
2: you know, me, I I can go honey.
1: I know. No, no, no. I don't mind. But in my producer head, I have to like turn off the like, Oh, maybe we got to move on. Maybe people don't want to hear this. Are we talking about this too long? I was just like, no, it's Karen's time. Do you have to show it? Clearly you wanted to talk about this and like what we don't do like a pre-show. We don't have like a, a itinerary or anything like I do all the planning. So I just pushed everything out and was like, this is good enough, you know? And so, uh, all right, that's it for, for the show today. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, Karen, uh, you enjoyed the game tonight with my dad. I, I know it's going to be a good one. They won last night. They um, did
2: up there mm-hmm. in cold-ass Minnesota.
1: Yeah, but they look good. Like, Melo was balling. Uh, Gordon Hayward was balling. I think – I mean, it's probably too late, obviously, because of the, just the standings. But, like, to me, this is why when they came into this season, I i don't understand the people that was like, we need to tank and get Wimbiana or whatever. I get that y'all think he's going to be the fucking greatest player of all time, and I hope y'all are right. But, it like, I see why the team was like, we're going to try to win. This is this is the healthiest the team has looked, and they look fucking great last night.
2: Yeah and 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 the trades that they made some of the people that they got rid of they actually needed to get rid of them yeah. because we we was watching a game I was like oh the pace of the game is quicker and it's faster and like 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 not so funny this is the team the reason why they sold out season tickets for the bottom levels like like this is why because this is what people wanted to see yeah. and so we only got like 20 something games uh mm-hmm. left and I think about 15 to 20, like the bulk of them at home. So I last like... Because we had the most
1: on-the-road schedule of any team uh, before this. Okay,
2: the first half. Okay. So I'm looking forward to like the games because I got like a game tonight. It's Miami. And then it's another game Monday. It's the Pistons. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so I'm looking forward to going to the games and and enjoying myself and stuff like that and i think when you come back it might be like one
3: or, one two, or two more games yeah. before
2: the season ends so i am um, i'm looking forward to that and you right they looked really really good last night it was a fun game to watch it was a fast pass game to watch and kelly Ubre back because his yep. arm had been hurt and shit like that because your mama asked about him i was like yeah i know he hurt his arm mm. so i'm glad that um his arm um, is there and uh if it hadn't been for Melo getting hurt, Melo would have been in a um all star and so and, and shit like that. So I'm really, really excited about uh, the watching the rest of the season and I'm really excited about what they do in the off season going into next year. So I'm really looking forward, you know, forward uh to that. So I'm I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yay Hornets, and I'm gonna enjoy the game with with your dad tonight. I'm surprised your dad took the time from his fishing no, and, no. and from fixing shit to go. It's aeration jobs. <laughs> so yeah. so I'm glad I can't get the go I get the rotate between your parents.
1: Well yeah, I miss going to the games a lot. That's the only thing about game theory being during the sports calendar this year is like i i love going to those games so you know i I missed out on a bunch of them this year but um you know it, it's better to try to go up here and make a dope show and while we can and and worry about the you know worry about those games later but um yeah it's been dope you know and uh uh i'll probably be watching it um on the league pass and if not then i'll i might be watching cocaine bear because i want to see that tonight today sometime or uh sometime me, this weekend
2: yeah if i don't watch cocaine bear today i'll go watch cocaine bear before we record uh last week
1: mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow so
2: i def- yeah i definitely want to okay see, well uh, then
1: we'll review it together then
2: okay i yeah i'm 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 excited about cocaine bear what do you need to know nothing but you know you know cocaine real you know a bear's real let's go yeah. So, I don't know what's gonna happen. I'm,
3: I, I hope I don't they start know. a
1: cocaine bear cinematic universe with different levels of drugs and animals, like you know, heroin, elephant. This arrow, er- this elephant do heroin, LSD fox. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> so,
2: I, 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 I shit, if we're gonna go all in, let, let's go all in, in in the universe, like yeah, you know, mushroom
1: beaver. And it's like, What's a mushroom on, beaver? Through. Oh no, it got into the mushrooms, it's tripping balls, man.
2: Yes. <laughs> I, I, I I'm here and I'm excited about uh going to uh, watch that and so uh, I'm ready and I'm excited uh, about that and uh I love you baby love you and uh, like I say and I, and I know I told you this before, but I cannot tell you baby just thank you you are so good to me and you really take care of me. 'Cause I, I am happy that honey, I was like, I was like, just put it in the bag. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, just put it in the bag, honey. Honey, I was going through just picking everything up in that bitch. I was like, <laughs> I was like, hey, I want this and I want this. Get it even lower. Yes, you know, say what you want to. I, I, I know I'm a strong, independent black woman, but say what you want to about patriarchy, <laughs> honey. I handed that bill over to Roger, like, nigga you got it, let's go. <laughs> take care of your woman.
1: Well, I'm, I'm happy, I'm picking up everything. I'm happy to be able to, to, to take care of you. And uh, I think you know, that's uh, that's the thing, man. Uh, we've been very blessed in this life because I was thinking about the other day, like, I've never chased money like that, ever, Mm -mm. like, I don't, I'm not a money person, I'm not a, like, I'm trying to be rich person, I'm not a greedy person, I'm not a cheap person, but at the same time, like, I've been able to get to money, you know, but my whole life just out of, you know, trying to do shit the right way and do right by people, and so being able to have it, it, to me, it doesn't make sense to not spend it some, to some extent, you know, like, um, so we can afford, there's, a lot of shit that I just remember you know us you know eating ramen noodles and shit we was on and, that struggle
2: bus like like it was time where well, we ain't having time to
3: count yeah, it to the negative I was being, like
1: being, yeah. being able to, to make it to this age and have more than you need at times is is you know it's like we're not rich obviously we're not Mm -mm. you know it's not like you look up here i'm in a mansion or some shit but being able to have more than you need at times i don't see the point of not enjoying some of life there's other things i want to do too soon that uh i you know i like to you know branch out but one of those things you know like we we don't really go to concerts and stuff so being able to go to this concert means a lot and doing it in a comfortable style we can afford it going to the hornets games and being able to do it the way we do it i never saw that coming so yeah i'm I'm gonna enjoy it so um and you know uh when we were kids and stuff you know that was a thing for me was like you know i feel like I want to do my best to to take care of you and add to your life and make it fun and make it enjoyable and uh, and make it so that you know that we don't have to worry. We have struggled together and you know you you always have it's to so struggle. Like life is like this is what's funny. People be like it's struggle love, but like life is struggle. But also like there's individual struggles uh, too mm-hmm. that that happen that people that like to not romanticize, but life struggles coming into every life and if you love somebody it is you're gonna struggle through it i i think it's just not inviting extra struggle like it wasn't no like i got seven yes. baby mamas karen i need you to help me raise these kids it was never no shit like that but just you know right. we've had to be in things together where where you hope for days where where you can be like hey these are the days that we can enjoy it and yeah so um you enjoying them tickets and and getting them and not having to worry about it. That was a big deal. I heard you talking about it over the years, so um, I knew this day was coming. and I was appropriately yeah, prepared. Yeah, I was yeah. like, and, yeah, whatever and, it and takes, go go get. I, I at one point I told you if you couldn't get me a ticket, and it was just gonna be two tickets, that's fine too. Like just I, whatever it takes to, to to make sure you have a great uh, time is what what I'm into so i love you
2: yeah i love you too so i just you know i just want to say you know uh shout out to you and and it means the world to me and uh i wake up every day just just very thankful and blessed for the life you know that i have like i said like you said before i remember the days where we did not have you know Mm -hmm. the 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 days where we used to take the change to put in the gas tank you know and shit like that so you know i'm very blessed and i don't take these things for granted yeah CC, cc cc me and roger used to go to cc's pizzas down in fairville north carolina i think together was three dollars and twenty cents for both of us to eat the all you can eat buffet not, and not we
1: together were, it's oh, 99 to, per person so it's like six dollars and some change yes
2: yeah, six for two people to combined. Eat. yeah
1: but, so, but look i don't even want to talk about that i don't even want to get into the struggle of reminiscence we don't have to like perform that guys we we were broke, but we can go to Beyonce. I don't want to be those people. I've seen those people all week where they got to, like, explain to everybody why it's okay for them. To... Yeah. I, listen, you know why we're going to see Beyonce? We had the money. And we had the time and we had the ability to get them and ain't no need to justify it. Because if you did, you do the goddamn same thing. And if I and if you got them and I didn't, I'd be rooting for you to win. And if you're not that kind of Me person, too. if you're not that kind of person, you're not my kind of person. So I don't really, you know, I, I when my friends win, I feel like we winning. I ain't never had a jealous bone in my body or a jealous day on this same. earth so hopefully people can experience that with us and if not then they got to deal with that internally but i don't even want to do the whole like performance of like guys i used to live in the ghetto like hey you know what dog it was one of those things because be happy for your boy
2: okay i understand i'm not performing i know i I know i know know, but
1: it's just it starts becoming a thing like you know, and I noticed so many people do it. I'm, I just, I'm cutting it off. Not on our show.
3: Right, right. Okay, we did. Okay, yes, we, I'm yes, enjoying it. We
1: got it. it, and I can't wait for y'all to see us living because I would love to see y'all living. I'll be on y'all Instagram oh, oh yeah, every honey,
2: day. I, I want to see y'all living, and 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 shit. Over the years, we done seen some of the fans come up and blow up and do some shit, and we 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 room for y'all too. So I'm I'm yeah. just really excited. Like and I saw, uh,
1: really... like when I see a friend on vacation on a beach somewhere, I don't think. Why they get to go to the beach? I think, damn, I want to go to a beach, too. That's dope. You know
2: what? That's the same thing out there. I'm like, oh, look at the toes in the sand. Like, right.
1: So I'm going to assume that of all y'all because I don't want to live in a world where I'm assuming the worst of y'all. So unless you act like a hater, I'm going to assume y'all like to see us living for the city.
2: Yes, living for the city. I'm, I'm so excited about that. And I get to see, uh, uh going to see uh, Janelle James, too. So I was like I can see Beyoncé and Janelle James both in the same year. I was like my NAACP year, year, year,
1: winner Janelle James.
2: Come on through NAACP mm-hmm. winner. I am like ready. I'm I've
1: ready seen for it.
2: I'm ready to, for uh, uh to see her live. Cause this is like I've seen her, you know, through the podcast yeah. and all that stuff, but I can see her live. So yeah. I was like let's go. So I'm really uh I really uh, excited and uh and uh, like I say I know I know it's Roger's money. But uh, you know, it ain't nothing like being a player like me. <laughs> yeah, so I I'm I'm going, honey, and every and every time it's gonna be me and your mama. We going to see Janelle, and me and her, we going to see Janelle James, we going to the Beyonce, honey honey. Me and me me and your mama, we talked about it. We was like, you know what? We getting older, you know what we about to do? We about to to t- it all. Um, you give it a few months, I'm gonna tell your mama, I'ma say, girl, go ahead and get that passport. Cause, uh, 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 hundred, uh, hundred. The traveling ain't just for America, so you know it was one of them things. I was like let, let's go. So I'm, I'm happy and I'm excited and, uh, baby, you know, know that I, I, I love you and I'm thankful for the show and I'm thankful for the fans and all that stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
2: and uh, I think that's it. That's it. I ain't got nothing. Else. Okay.
1: All right. Love you and we'll, we'll talk to y'all next time. Until then, uh, I love you.
2: I love you too. Mwah, mwah.